Hey guys, welcome to Sermon Chats. I am Adafala. And I'm Joyce. So every few months we are going to have a roundup of the series we do in church, just to kind of have a more casual approach to it and just to summarise the things that we've learned and how it's impacted us personally. Every now and then we might have some guests from church itself, which would be really cool. Yes. Um, but today we're just going to discuss financial stewardship, which was a series we did a while ago and um, how it changed our approach to our finances. So Joyce, how did you feel about finances before the sermon and how did you feel? after it so my thoughts on like finances and money before the financial stewardship series was just thinking about how I viewed money as a child we didn't talk about money that much in my church growing up why not um I just don't remember it being a thing I um maybe because like obviously I was a kid like below the age of 18 so money just never came up but I do remember always seeing people give like Mm. it wasn't foreign seeing people like you know give to the church every single time and I remember that my dad would like give me money yeah. to go to the front and give. Yes, yeah. Um so those are like some of the very early memories I have of giving. Yeah, me too. Like you were saying that you always saw people giving. So did I. Like we had um a tithe bucket every I think every Sunday we had a tithe bucket. We had a building fund as well because my church um owned the building okay. but it had a mortgage to pay off. So people would give money towards that distinctively as well. Obviously, we had offering too. We had Thanksgiving every first Sunday of the month where people would like obviously dress up really nicely and dance towards the front and give their money. Yeah. And we had special Thanksgiving, which was like, I don't know, say you turn 50, for example, you're giving God like a special Thanksgiving, you give money then too. Um, I think those were like the main ways that we gave. But yeah, it was always very like, we need to give, we need to give, we need to give. But as for like the verses behind that, and like the biblical foundations behind that, I didn't really know as much aside from um, given it will come back to you, mm-hmm. pressed, pressed down, shaken together, run. running over. Yeah, got that right. <laughs> and um, tithing as well. Yes. The value of tithing, why we should tithe, quote unquote, should. It's when we went to uni, the two of us, that we realized that we learned, oh, okay, tithing is not like do or die, life or death. <laughs> like, there's yeah. a reason why they were called to tithe at the time it was written, but there's a reason why it's not imperative for us to tithe nowadays. So things like that started to like come to light to me as I grew up, but it was never like a, never a thing that I questioned. Neither was I raised in like a prosperity gospel church where it was like, if you don't give, then you won't get blessed. Mm-hmm. I was always quite clued up on like, uh, what wasn't right in terms of giving in church, yeah. but there was still so much more to learn about why we give and why it's important to be rich towards God, which is what we learned in this um in this series. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I remember also the concept of ten percent as mm-hmm. a kid, and almost that you know realization that this ten percent was like mandatory, and you had to give this ten percent like it was the least you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I don't know about you, but my parents used to watch God Channel a lot, so I remember like seeing it. Uh, on the tv so much and there be like there being so much discussion around seed and yeah. you know give this seed of 500 dollars, and then you'll be able to get that like, this package of <laughs> crazy of like blessings or yeah. we'll be able to do these special prayers for you i remember even as a child finding that strange and thinking okay why is there like money attached to this yeah. blessing or money attached to this special prayer mm-hmm. um but i would never like really question it in detail and then obviously getting to uni um having discussions around you know diving into the context behind the 10 percent and the context behind why we give 
um, kind of opened my eyes to realizing that, okay, God and finances is probably a thing that I need to go on a journey about. Yeah. Um, because my understanding of it maybe is limited. Yeah. Do you think that conversations around money in the church are taboo? Could that possibly possibly be a reason why we don't have that much, why we didn't have that much biblical backing for why we gave as, as children or why there was a lot of things that were unsaid. It was like, let's just give, let's just not ask too many questions. Let's not wonder if we should be tithing. Let's not wonder if this is encouraging like a transactional model of faith as in you give and then you get blessed. Do you think it was because the whole conversation was a taboo? Yeah, I definitely think it was taboo because people felt as though... um there was no accountability in the church of what was happening with yeah. the money or what they were giving. And also even the teaching around it, like you said, a lot of like prosperity gospel, a lot of, if you do this um, for the kingdom, then you will get this in return. And mm-hmm. what happens when people are giving and they feel like maybe they're not blessed or they're not in a season of like overflow yeah. financially. Uh, yeah. Does it mean that we stop giving? Does yeah. it mean that um, giving is a, is a concept that is irrelevant now? Mm. Um, so yeah, I think the way that it was being taught was kind of, um, probably not in line with the truth. Mm. So I think, um, the series also directed us towards how it's best to approach, um, our finances from now on. And one, um, one thing we really focused on was this whole idea of like being rich towards God. Yeah. So when you hear being rich towards God, like, what does that, what does that mean for you? Um, I think my understanding of it is just realizing that when it comes to giving to God, I have the choice to give to God. Mm. And I think when you realize that you have this choice because of all that God has done for you, you have this opportunity almost mm. to be able to be rich towards God and be like, you know what? I'm gonna give to the kingdom of God, whether it be to my local church or whether it be to charities or to the people around me, like the importance of, you know, that scripture that says like where your um, treasure is, your heart will be there also. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing that because I treasure my relationship with God and because I treasure this community that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. I'm going to give to that. Okay, cool. I'm glad you said that because I have the Bible verse there. Mm-hmm. That was in Matthew 6. So that was one of the, what we call like a key scripture yeah. from the whole series. Um, so Matthew 6 verse 19 to 21. I'll just read that quickly. It says, don't stop riches for yourselves here on earth where moths and rust destroy and robbers break in and steal. Instead, store up riches for yourselves in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and rubbers cannot break in and steal. Verse 21, for your heart will always be where your riches are. And then in verse 24, it goes on to say, no one can be a slave of two masters. He will hate one and love the other. He will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And that's basically it. It's like mm-hmm. um, being rich towards God is, for me, being um, like being open-handed towards him and kind of dedicating what you have earned and asking God what his purpose is for the thing in your hand rather than being the person that dictates it because there's a very high chance that you won't dictate it in accordance with his will so I think just always dedicating your money to God asking what can I do with this or what should I do with this what's your goal concerning this money I think that's a really good way to approach finances and that is not something that I was doing before we started I think I don't know I don't know about you but sometimes I I, I do kind of get scared about what I'm going to hear in churches about money because I know of churches that don't approach it in the healthiest way. Yeah, and that's why there's like so much fear attached to speaking about finances and yeah. 
money in churches because there's a lot of churches that kind of abuse this mm. and people kind of like have their backs up against the wall when yeah. people start talking about money. Yeah. Um, but what I liked about the way that we approached finances in church at GI yeah. was that it is from a place of like understanding why we give mm. and understanding what the meaning of giving is and being a part of this body and this community that gives. And I think um, um, Pastor Edie gave a, an example of like, if, for example, I put £1,000 at the door and I say, you know what, there's £1,000 at the door and the first person to get here will get, <laughs> will get the money. People will come at like, if you're saying seven o'clock, you should be there. People will be there from five in the morning oh, yeah. queuing up to get that money. And it's like, wow, like we, um, even in verse 24, where it talks about having two different masters, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like, what gets most of your time? What gets most of your attention? What wakes you up in the morning? Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, that's money. Yeah. But sometimes, do you think you could take the approach of, I now see just how powerful money is. I can use that for God's glory. Instead, it's like, well, if money is powerful enough to break people come here at 6am just to pick mm-hmm. up that 1k, and I see the power in that and the value in it. Why don't we use that to like contribute towards the kingdom and contribute towards our church? Because money yeah. is a great incentive, but we should use that in a holy way. Yeah, exactly. No. What do you think of First Timothy 6.10? For the love of money is a source of all kinds of evil. Some have been so eager to have it that they have wandered away from the faith and have broken their hearts with many sorrows. Yeah, the love of money. So uh, Pastor Edie was making a distinction on yeah. the love of money and not money itself. Um, and I think when you love something, you'll do anything to keep it. Mm. And sometimes that will be at the cost of your relationship with God. So you meet people, they have options to get jobs whereby you don't have to work on Sundays. But because they want to make more money and they're just in love with money, mm-hmm. they they will do that even at the expense of their their faith journey growing. Yeah. Um, so it's like just choosing your priorities and choosing what has what has your time, your attention and your heart and you know it reminds me of that scripture that says that like you will have no other gods before me yeah and sometimes we make money an idol or make you know the ability to make money Mm -hmm. an idol in our lives Mm -hmm. um when really we want to be like people that are willing to lay everything down and lay everything aside i remember when pastor Edie was talking about how god was saying to him that would you rather give up like your mansions and a lavish lifestyle that you may have in the future for an ordinary home so that you can put the rest of that money into the kingdom? And he said, yes, I would. And it just makes me realize like how many Christians would be willing to give that up for the kingdom of God and for the advancement so that, you know, more people can come into the knowledge of Jesus and grow in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a real indicator of where your heart is. Yeah. So when discussing like, you know, finances in the church in relation to our faith, um, do you think that you need more money or do you need more understanding of the purpose of money? Yeah, you definitely need more understanding of the purpose of it. Um, oh, there's this phrase that we kept talking about called squandering, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew what it, the phrase was before, but to squander is to basically treat something irresponsibly or to squander your money. So just, is, it, is the word frivolous or to be frugal? I always forget the difference between the two. Frugal is like when you're, good at saving money and you find like deals okay so not so much that but more like frivolous like just kind of spending anyhow careless with your money and to just basically deplete all the funds dare i say think about what the prodigal son must have done with the riches that he received Mm. to finally put him in the place where he was you know eating with um the pigs and thinking okay i might need to go back to my father's house basically treating your money with so much irresponsibility is to squander it and i think 
when you are able to do that with very little, it's very unlikely to change when you have a lot. Yeah. Um, so it might not be the issue of, oh, I need more money, then I'll be able to give, or I, I need more money, then I'll be able to like sow into the church and not be afraid to hear God's answer when He ask, when I ask him, what do you want me to do with this? Which yeah. we can talk about in a second. But I think it's more about asking God, okay, what do you want me to do with this? Help me to understand the purpose of this money so that it's not more that I ask for, mm-hmm. but it's what I have that I'll be satisfied with. And I know that I trust you to help me to still survive and still be able to live my life with whatever is left. But yeah, what I just said was, I think a good point about, are you, dare I say, are you or, me having to ask myself, am I scared of what God is going to tell me to do when I ask him, <laughs> yeah. what should I do with this money? Yeah, I'm not the richest person in the world, but I have enough to make me feel quite comfortable right now. And when you're on, I feel like maybe when you're young and you're on your first salaries and you're starting to finally like come mm-hmm. into the money that you mm-hmm. only wished you had when you were like 16 years old, you can be a bit more tight fisted with it, especially if there wasn't that much growing up. Mm-hmm. So now you're coming to church and you're hearing that you should ask God what to do with these finances you've suddenly just started to receive. Sometimes it made me feel a bit like, oh my gosh, what, what's he going to say? Like, <laughs> is he going to say empty your account and go to a war zone and start preaching the word like <laughs> yeah I have, I have nothing left you know so I guess yeah. in that sense I've kind of put myself first in terms of not wanting to have my ears open to what God could possibly say just in case it would take so much away from me or what I perceive as so much away from me do you ever have that yeah no I get what you mean I think um for me, whenever I deal with like thoughts like that, I always think to myself that I want to be faithful with the the little that I have so mm-hmm. that I can be faithful with however much God wants to give me in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I, I always used to think to myself, oh, like when I earn more, I'll, I'll definitely give. Like I definitely give yeah. myself anymore. Yeah. But it's like, wow, like you probably have some sort of income now. So almost practicing that attitude of gratitude and practicing being a giver mm-hmm. with even the small, small amount that you have now. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think we get in our own way and we're thinking about, oh no, but I've got to do this and I've got to deal with that. But viewing giving to God as a priority is just a great template for Christians in general because yeah. it's like, no, me giving to God is not an option, but it's something that is a priority for me because I know how it will positively impact um, my community mm-hmm. and my ch- my wider church. And um, like you were saying earlier, seeing the impact of 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 so for example at GI we're really open like we had a service where we we literally um discussed with our pastor how um the money that we give impacts GI in terms of the equipment in terms of Mm -hmm. uh, all the different areas in the church that the money goes to yeah and I think it's just it's I think more churches should be more open about that yeah maybe that's another thing like yeah with my churches growing up or all the churches I went to before like I've never had a breakdown of the finances yeah, before right. maybe it's easier because we're like quite a small church I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes a difference um but to actually see it makes things a lot more real like you're always just assuming that everything is okay yeah but that's because you haven't been told that there could be additional help in other areas but I think that was a really good like practical way to see how your money could literally help us full stop exactly yeah yeah I definitely agree um and also when I think of you know taking us back to that scripture you're talking about in terms of like 
the love of money being the root of all evil. Um, it reminds me of uh, this other scripture that says, what does it um, profit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul? And it's like, you can make all this money and, you know, be so rich in terms of like finances. But if you've lost your soul, if mm-hmm. you've lost the principal thing or the, the, you know, the thing that really matters, which is relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. then everything else just becomes like irrelevant. Yeah. Um. So knowing what matters when all is said and done. Yeah. And then, you know, you want to be remembered. You know, when we think of, you know, people say like, oh, you were you were created for such a time as this. You want to be remembered as someone who was a contributor in all things mm-hmm. to the kingdom of God. And finances is yeah. one of those things. Yeah. And I think one thing that does make it quite hard, especially in this economy we're in right now, mm-hmm. the literal cost of living crisis, it's very yeah. hard. I like the phrase, like, can you see the forest for the trees? Like, it's very hard to see the forest for the trees. It's very hard to see, like past what's in front of you and to see the bigger picture of how beneficial it is to do you know what's good for you right now I think with the way the economy is right now um the way that prices are increasing but wages aren't for example Mm -hmm. the way that it's hard for people to get by nowadays that's a lot to consider when it's like maybe I could give more to my church maybe I could be more open to what God is telling me to do but I think that just goes back down to the trust that we should always have in God. And those situations remind me that God is not going to ask you to do something if he knows that you cannot do it. You know, people do sometimes say that he is going to ask you to do more so that he can strengthen you. But I think whatever the approach is, he's not going to ask you to do something that he doesn't want you to do or that you can't do. So I think even when it comes to, oh, can I afford to do this right now? Like literally, can I put my faith in God in this situation? The answer is always a yes, Mm -hmm. because it just kind of reinforces the trust that you should have with God, you know? Have you ever had a situation where God is, or just God or just life in general has required something of you that seems a bit impossible, Um, but then in the end you find, okay, that was possible. I just had to have a bit of faith and I see how it has all turned out for the better. Hmm. Yeah, I think any time you kind of like have to step out of your comfort zone Yeah. Um, in terms of what God is asking you to do, you kind of do feel like, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to do this type of thing? Yeah. So I think um, we speak about this a lot in general, but um, joining like a fellowship at uni was yeah. definitely out of my comfort zone. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> and I kind of felt like, oh my goodness, what am I going to say to people? What yeah. am I going to do? But um, it's so weird because... If anything, I gained way more more from it than I was able to give to it. If, yeah. that, if that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, In yeah. The end so you benefited a lot. yeah, I benefited so much, and it helped my me to grow as a Christian in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like this sense of responsibility. You know, I was getting closer to God for me, but also so that I could bless other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even you know, taking it back to finances, I think in giving to God, we're we're indirectly giving to each other we're mm. given to the body we're given to people so yeah, that yeah. people can be blessed by what god wants to do through us um so yeah you definitely want to be a participant of, of that yeah and i think if you wanted to bring money back into that uh, as an example it's like you don't really know like the value sometimes of the seed that you're planting all you're doing is giving you know, giving 10 pounds full stop mm-hmm. but what that could lead to is something that only God knows and I guess he could impart it to you if he wishes to but it's like all you have to do sometimes is just be a yes man it's like yeah do you want me to do this God or God says can you do this you say yes you give the money you you sow a seed or whatever it's down to God to make that work in whatever way he wants it to work but you really have no idea like 
the amazing things that your obedience could be contributing to. And I think sometimes like not following what God wants you to do with finances or with anything he wants you to do, when it comes to that kind of disobedience, it really does sometimes put a cap on like the potential of of sowing that seed or the potential of listening to that word or just saying something to that person, you know? I don't know. I think a lot of it just comes down to obedience. We know what we should be doing with our finances and with the requirements that God has for us, but are we going to do it? And are we going to have faith and trust that it's for the better? Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I would encourage everyone that's listening um, to to be like um, daring enough to ask that question, God, what do you want me to do with this money? Because yeah. sometimes um, it's not only just about giving to our local church, but also maybe about giving to people in our lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God might speak to you and say, I want you to give X amount of money to this auntie of yours that you know, because maybe they're struggling financially yeah. or any other family member or friend or organization. Like, I think it does not only have to just be tailored to the local church, but as believers, as Christians, it can just be to everyone around us. Like I commend those people that literally, you know, they, they are so in tune with what God is doing and saying that they're able to just go to a friend and be like, you know what, I was just praying and I just felt like I should give you this amount of money. And then the person's like, oh my God, I really needed that money. Yeah, You know, so you'll, you'll kind of be surprised. And that is how God works. He wants to use people to um, fulfill his plans and mandate on the earth. Yeah, exactly. You just have to be like willing to be used, essentially. And we sing songs like this all the time. We hear about it all the time. And it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to to um to actually do it and to be so open minded to it. Like that song that um you were singing a song earlier, like Refiner, right? Yeah. And I remember that I learned that I know the line in the song that goes, I wanna be tried by fire, purified, whatever. And I've seen so many like videos and stuff of people <laughs> being like, I didn't really understand the depth of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. When I said God try me by fire, because that's a big ask. Like yeah. you know what fire is. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not a light thing to be dealing with but once again it's down to the trust that you know you can be in the fire but you won't get burnt you can be in the fire and you will walk around the fire with jesus himself as we've seen in the bible so i think once again it comes down to trust it comes down to obedience and it comes down to openness and knowing that if there's any being in this universe to trust your finances with it's god exactly also than yourself and also in that song it talks about being purified and allowing yourself to be purified through the fire mm-hmm. and I remember like there's even um a sermon of so we've been having inspiration month at church yeah and in one of the sermons they were talking about um the scripture that says be oppressed on every side but we're not destroyed talking about seasons of um pressing and development and stretching but you're not destroyed you're not crushed mm. and you know what sometimes giving to God you know, in a in a way that is consistent, sometimes feels like you're being pressed. <laughs> you're like, oh, I really want to buy that bag. <laughs> I really want to treat myself. Yeah, and treating yourself and all these things are amazing, and definitely everyone should. But just knowing that you know this is who I am and this is what I do, and viewing this as a priority in your life mm. is is key. And I think what I love about what we've been learning about is also. Um, giving to God not from a place of I'm giving to get or I'm giving because I want this blessing or I'm giving because I'm seeking this other thing Um, because it's really about our hearts and we want our hearts to be um, in a posture that we're giving to God just because of who he is and because he's he's deserving of it and Mm -hmm. it's who we who we are it's in our nature to give yeah Um, I think when you have that approach of I give so that I can get blessed or 
and give. It's just like that transactional model of faith that we've come to understand. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not a trade-off. It's not like, okay, God, I'll give you some money so that you can bless me and help me get this thing that I would really like. You're just giving out of um, love for God, out of gratitude, you know. Um, we always say in church, um, we don't give to get blessed. We give because we are blessed, mm-hmm. right? And it's just another way to show gratitude towards God. Yeah. So um, one word that I actually learned during this series that I didn't even know for some reason before we started was the word mammon. And I wrote it down in my notes. It says mammon is the spirit of money. If you submit yourself to it, it will control you. And then the question underneath that is, is mammon getting you to do what God has been trying to get you to do? Wow. What do you think of that? That is a crazy concept because I think it's so funny when it comes to like your careers or areas in which you make money coming out of your comfort zone seems inevitable yeah like you have to you know if if it means going for that promotion you've got to work that bit harder you've got to do that extra research to be able to be promoted to make more money and it's like we're willing to kind of stretch ourselves in those areas but when it comes to our faith it's like oh you know i just like staying in my little corner and i like doing what i'm comfortable here and so you know, we want to be believers that are led by the spirit of God. Yeah. And um, we're more concerned about pleasing God and seeing his His will mm. be made manifest in our lives rather than being so overwhelmed by chasing money. Yeah. John twelve twenty six says, whoever wants to serve me must follow me so that my servant will be with me where I am and my father will honor anyone who serves me. Um, And I think that just relates to how, you know, as we serve God and as we give our lives to God, he's aware, like he sees all. And um, it reminds me of this other scripture that says um, that God will humble the proud, but he will exalt the humble. Mm. And in our giving and in our sacrifice and in our faithfulness, God is getting ready to use us as his vessels um, to you know, show his glory on the earth. And if we want to partner with God and be a part of what he's doing, then uh, it will be great to to be a giver to the kingdom. Amen. Thanks for listening to Sermon Chats, guys. We'll be so interested to hear your thoughts on what you thought of the finance series at GI. Um, And yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode.